0: Amen, 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 and amen. So welcome to our 2022 boot camp, Uh, All In, right? Yeah, that's Uh, what we're talking about. We we are glad that you have joined us online and also in uh, in the house. And I wanted to say this, our vision for 2022 is the power will break through. Well, the only way the power can break through is making sure that the relationships that we actually are having or in are healthy ones. Um, and so we uh, attempt to uh, really just bring some clarity, give some instruction, maybe some direction, some wisdom, um, just to make sure that that um, the power within us can break through. And so, with that being said, uh, we're going to start off uh, talking about you know a great relationship is an investment, and when you think about investments, uh, in- yeah, sure, go ahead.
1: Oh. <clears throat> So as, as she previously mentioned, we're gonna talk about, uh, for the most part today, you know, maybe uh, Friday afternoon, uh, some too, uh, just being all in and, and being committed. Um, so that's the first part of what we're gonna talk about as, uh, again, Pastor Mel's about to dive into investments. And so, and the reason why we're highlighting being all in because that's been a challenge in a lot of our relationships. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we come into the relationship and because we've been in pain, we've been hurt, or we've been tricked, bamboozled, um, or we just had not been um, familiar with interaction, a lot of times we come in reserved, and that 30% that we're holding back or 40% we're holding back is what's causing the, 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 uh, the disconnect. Mm. Because if you, if you hold back your 40, they're going to hold back their 40 and so there's always something missing, and to really uh, flow and harmonize, the, the focus and the goal has to be, if God is leading you in a relationship, to be all in, and, and you know, trust God to cover you from there.
0: Well, that's good. No, that's real good, because, you know, as you were talking, I was thinking about sometimes people are not all in because of hurt, uh, past hurt and pain, but The other thing, too, I wanted to mention that a lot of times people aren't uh, all in is because they have other substance that are blinding them. (laughs) So it could be alcohol. It could be I know when we first got together, you know, we were we were drinking alcohol and alcohol will blind you. Uh, (laughs) And so you could be in in a relationship And it could be a pretty good relationship, a solid relationship that maybe God has put together, but if you're doing any outside substance that's causing your mind to be clouded, you're not, you know, in your, your, your rightful mind, that also can have an effect on the relationship. So I wanted to bring that out because sometimes people think that, ah, it's just a little weed, ah, it's just a little wine, a little cooler, um, you know, but those it's things. It's just
1: a big interruption.
0: It's a huge <laughs> interruption. I, and I'm sure we'll get into it at some point uh, when he and I, you know, indulged in um, uh, wine, uh, the effect that that had on us. So as I started off saying that a, uh, a great relationship is an investment, and when you think about, you know, investing, uh, oftentimes you're, you're giving into something that you really not are sure of, right? Uh, but you still, you know, because you really want the outcome, you extend your faith and you say, oh, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and, and, and uh, put this thing up front. I'm gonna go ahead and do this in order to what? Get a return, right? Um, so if both people invest in each other, you can literally get uh, a, a return. Philippians two two through four says, Paul. This was Paul. Actually, he was saying, uh, if there be any consolation or act or activity in Christ, uh, any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels or compassion and mercies, fulfill my joy. Be like-minded, having the same love being of one accord, of one mind. And then verse uh, three says, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory or empty conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem each other better than themselves. I like that. Let each esteem each other better than themselves. Look not uh, every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Well, when we do that, when we're focused on ourselves, we can't even see the needs of other people. Um, and so if each person actually focuses on the other person, think about it, if, he, if, if I'm focused on him, he's focused on me, guess what, you win. But if it's just all me, or if, all, if it's all him, I'm sure early in our marriage, he probably felt like it was all him. I, you know, I keep giving and giving and giving, and she keep taking and taking and taking it.
2: <laughs>
0: but you know, I, we had to grow in that area. Galatians me, 6. Go ahead. you have a, a thought? Mm-hmm. All
1: right. So <clears throat> that'll esteem others better than yourself. Mm. And so whether the relationship is, uh, uh, you know, your parent, your coworker, uh your good friend, um, definitely if you're courting or engaged, and obviously with marriage, you know, like, it really is hard, but think about both parties esteeming the other person better than themselves. Because honestly, if we're like trees planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth fruit in our season, the uh, apple trees don't eat their own apples. Apple trees produce apples for others to partake of. So, so all the fruit in us is to benefit the other person. All their fruit is to benefit us. But when we start thinking about eating our own fruit and then they given us their fruit, that throws off the relations. Does that make sense?
0: That's good, and I'm glad you brought up the apple seed uh, or the apple tree. Uh, Galatians 6, 7 says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Verse 9 says, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. The reason why I, was, I thought that was pretty good on the heels of what you just said was that, you know, a lot of times we, we, we get weary in well-doing. You know, we, we give, we give, we give, and we're like, okay, this ain't working. I ain't getting nothing back. But we reap what we sow. That's, that's a fixed principle that God actually put in his word, that we reap what we sow. At some point in time, you're going to reap what you sow, good, bad, or or, or, or uh, ugly. It's, it's We're going to reap what we sow. And so, uh you have a thought? Go ahead. Yeah, I'll
1: give you. I, so, so, so the Lord gave us this scripture, and a part of it, you know, as a, as a, as a in a marriage, a husband is supposed to lead, but not just, he's not supposed to lord if we're supposed to lead. But sometimes you have to lead. In making changes and adjustments, mm-hmm. and so what <laughs> What happened was, you have you, you, we'll get into it down the road. Hopefully, we'll have time to get into uh, gender differences and things <laughs> of that nature. But so my wife is, as you know, she's uh, uh, the uh, the fire, and I'm the focus. <laughs> and so 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 we're gonna respond to things differently. So in other words, if the fire's responding, something getting burnt up. <laughs> Uh, the focus may respond is shut down, right? And so, in the early years, her fire, if she was bothered, I'm getting, I'm like, ah, ah. you know, I'm, I'm just getting it. Or what's that commercial? Remember the commercial? The, with <laughs> oh, the, with, with the, guy, the guy sitting there, the, the guy's at the game and the guy's cussing them out. This is the commercial. Guys cussing him out of the game. And the announcer says, oh my God, what trains him to handle something like that? And then it flashes to his house and he's <laughs> sitting in his couch and the wife is like, going at him, right? <laughs> and um, so in the early years, in my mind, the frequency of 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 backlash or, or, or how she would respond, I would package that into like, what's wrong with you? And so I had Maybe like a three-month uh, limit. So in other words, I wasn't understanding. I was storing. I ain't gonna say nothing. I ain't gonna say nothing. I ain't gonna say nothing. Well, eventually that volcano's gonna explode. But when it exploded, in my mind, I'm justified because for three months I ain't say nothing. And so, but but she's not monitoring what comes out of her. So she's going, "What's wrong with this fool?" <laughs> You know, so then now the conversation is she's looking at me. I'm the monster, you know, because I've exploded. And I'm going, you got to be kidding me. Uh, uh, that's what remember. We, uh, I used to say. Don't put the quarter in the machine if you don't want to play the game. I was like, so, so my whole argument was what initiated this explosion? Who put the quarter in the machine? But, but so we would go back and forth. And the Lord sat me down one day and he says, well, Keith, you read what you sow. He says, so you are constantly looking at her response as she's tripping. But now let me give you the big picture. If she says something, because in the early years, I was more in the word. So if she communicated. I'm like, so really? Like you got a thought. So my mind would almost be impatient. You know, almost impatient. Like, like if it ain't the word, (laughs) like why are you even talking? So I'm dealing with her in impatience, but my impatience may not have words attached. Remember, I'm a character, right? My, I got the faces. You know, I don't see them, but I got them. I know they're there and I've been told about them, right? Right, right? <laughs> so, so, so I have an impatient face. That's what? Seed for. I sold it, right? When I got back, I got back a tree. So I didn't get back a face. <laughs> I got back, all types of stuff, but I never understood it. And the Lord said, well, Keith, you're going to get back greater and later what you sowed in the present. And so if you don't want to receive it, don't sow it. And you ain't getting back no seed, so you know you're getting back a harvest. <laughs> Right, so I, I just want to add that.
0: No, that's good. Um, I also, you, you said something that made me think about it. Like one of the things also is I didn't monitor you, so I didn't say, oh, you know what? He had enough of me because uh, <laughs> you said <laughs> you had like a three month limit, right. right? Well, I'm not sitting on the outside of that saying, oh, wait a minute, I just gave, he got two more, two more months, <laughs> two, more the, 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 <laughs> two more weeks left, two more weeks. So I'm oblivious as, as to what my effect has had on him. So that's another good example good, yeah. of you know you you. Um, What's wrong with him? Yeah, like like you know what well, are you even thinking? Let's say he's thinking, well she knows what I'm going through. Right. No, I got my own stuff I'm dealing with. <laughs> I got time to be trying to monitor what you're going through, and so and if you ain't talking, if you're not talking, that's right. How will I know? Right. So see that, that thinking
1: that they should know already.
0: Yes. Oh, that is the worst. You know, you know we, what
1: I'm dealing with. Girl. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Say what you're dealing with. <laughs> so anyway, um, so, yeah, you know, so we've got to not be weary in well-doing that is so vitally important. I, and honestly, I'm a testament to that uh, scripture, because if I had got weary in our well-doing, then mm-hmm. it, we, we, we could easily not be here today talking to people online and, and here in the house is, well, you <laughs> at one time, at one time, divorce was an option for me just because I had been divorced before. So, uh, and I know he doesn't like, Yeah, you that's, know,
1: that's getting through that first two years, that man.
0: first two years, man. It was, it was like, tough. It was really, it was rough. Why'd you marry me? But well, go ahead. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> but don't get weary and well doing it. You'll reap if you faint not, That's it. um, The return on our investments will happen if we don't give up. Some people have gotten weary, waiting on their investment to increase and pulled out prematurely, forfeiting the opportunity to gain the fortune. And so you don't want to do that. You know, there are so many viable relationships that God has placed in our life. And the first sign of something not going your way or going my way or going anybody's way is, you know, we look at it as, oh, see, that's just not supposed to happen. We're not supposed to be together. We're not supposed to, you know, uh, have any type of relationship. But honestly, anything worth anything is worth even fighting for. Mm. It is, it's worth fighting for, um, but you 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 can't just like, give up, right. don't give up. John three sixteen says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. I am so glad. How many of y'all are glad that God didn't give up on us? Jesus didn't give up on us, and He had all the reason to give on, up on us. Still, I mean, still got a good reason. He still got a good reason. <laughs> take, take, take it back. I mean, before me God. Yeah, before God gave His only begotten Son. That's His only Son. How many of us would give up our only Son for someone like? Like you <laughs> and you know you know what you're packing, <laughs> or someone like me. You know what I mean. Uh, John 15:13 says, "Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for a friend." And I like what he always he always says, "Lay down his life." For a friend or like, I'm sorry, like, um, and, and that's big right there because, you know, sometimes we can go through life wanting people to like us, but it be at the expense of the other person. So they're not getting what they need all because, Hey, I don't want to tell you anything that's going to hurt you or offend you because I want you to like me. You know, how many people have done that? Like, you know, you know good and doggone well the truth, even to your spouse, your 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 children, even. Sometimes you could even do it to your kids because you want your kids to like you. So that's so it's, vital. Go so, ahead. So
1: so so that's big. Mm-hmm. That's a great pillar for any relationship. Mm-hmm. Because if the relationship is worth it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you'll you'll sacrifice your like to give them what they need. I know as, as we were growing with my son, as he was going through his teenage years, he started to uh, test the market. I just call it that, <laughs> right? Just kind of test some things out there. I hear what y'all are saying, but I need to see for myself. And so we've had, we have had to really have some tough conversations. I was having a conversation with him one day. Hopefully son, you won't, rem- won't mind me sharing this. But, uh, it's too late. <laughs> yeah, I'm already gonna share. <laughs> all right, so, so, so we had a tough conversation. So he got mad, and he left. This is the first time he left. He left the house. And so I was watching him. I was watching him. Like, so he couldn't, like, if he had a little bit of stuff, he could have just left. But I was watching him. He had so, so many clothes that we had bought him, bags and bags of clothes. And I was like, I would have woke up once I started taking the stuff out. Like, wait a minute. Like, I got all this from them. So I'm watching him. I said, man. If it was me, I probably would've like, thought this thing through. And he packed it all in the car that I gave him. We gave him? Yeah, you know, I, 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 it, I we know. gave him the car, but it was, it was my, the first car I had. <laughs> that first car I had bought before we got into the, the marriage. And so I was looking at it, and I was like, man, that would've, I, something would've clicked for me. Um, and then, uh, you know, we had, uh, you know, he, he eventually came, he wanted to come back home, so We had a conversation, I me and my wife's having a conversation, and you know that was her baby, he was out there, you know, the world. She was like, "Well, you provoked him to be out there anyway?" <laughs> and, uh, and I said, "Well, sweetheart, I hear from God in, every, to, in your perspective, as I hear from God in every aspect of our life, why don't you think I'm, I hear from God when it comes to my son?" And I said, this, I can't help his situation at the expense of his life. So I have to do what's best for his life, not just convenience his situation. Sometimes we're, see that's what laying down your life for your friend. Mm-hmm. To be liked, I can help a situation. To operate in love, I have to help their life. So some of our decisions, we're destroying lives at the expense of us just, you know, we just want to be liked. And, 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 and that, that never works, you know. And think about, she said Christ, not only did God gave, give his, his son for us, but think about some of the situations we're in. You notice God don't just be showing up. You know, we go, they playing me, man, they ain't doing me right. Okay, how come God didn't show up there? Because God shows up to do what's best, not what's gonna convenience us. And sometimes we, the change, we can change the situation, we're so clouded in, in how we think, we don't want to accept what we need to do to change. We think somebody should relieve us because it's hurt, it hurts.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But God doesn't show up because it hurts. He allows us to go through whatever process we need to get the best outcome in our lives. We have to do that with each other.
0: That's good. You know, it's good because uh, as you were talking, I was thinking through what I was feeling like when... Uh, <laughs> we had to make cr- some, uh, some crucial and unpopular decisions. And the biggest thing for me on my end was, we're newly married, I got this teenager, I want him to like my husband. <laughs> and so if he's breaking new, you know, like breaking, like, like uh, with all these rules and, and all of that, I was like, oh man, you ain't, you ain't making it easy for me. Because I, you know, it was me and him before you. <laughs> So, you know, I didn't want, so, so that's a good example of that because now I'm trying to protect the relationship with me and him and, but it was at his expense. I wasn't looking at, I gave him up to that point, everything that he could, he needed, but he needed a man in his life. And so here I was fighting to defend him. I was fighting to say, honey, I think you're talking too, 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 uh, harsh to him. I, you know, I mean, <laughs> it, you opened the door too harsh. I mean, you just, you know, <laughs> I mean, I was really trying to protect him and him. And it found myself really just to be honest with you. It, it was really, uh, a counterproductive actually, because he, um, we, there were times we got into it because of that. There were times mm-hmm. you, yeah. you know, it was like, you know, uh, I, I can't remember what you used to say about,
1: well, well, the reality, the, the reality of coming into a situation is, is you're coming into a situation and, and your wife doesn't know, do you really love my child? right You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, would you do this? Cause she hadn't experienced a man of God that actually loves. So she's like, would you do this if it was your child? And what, what, what God designed me for the situation by what I went through growing up with foster parents and for a period of time being left with strangers. So I live, I, I don't like people being on the outside. I never, I never call my son stepchild. You know, we don't to this day. I mean, actually people think he's more my child than hers anyway. Um, cause they do. Supernaturally, he is. You know, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what their thing was, but, <laughs> but, but, but the interesting thing is, like, for me, and then she's getting to know me. I'm not a. I don't need to put my hand on it. I'll let it evolve. So it wasn't just with my son. It could be with our grandchildren. It could be anything. It, it, if she wants you to, to, to. Have a connection. She'll put the ba- the baby in your lap. You know. <laughs> I was like, "Babe, we gonna be connected. Like, you ain't gotta go through all that. Like, it's gonna be fine. You know." And I'm I'm close with all my you know, all my grandchildren and this that and the other. But I've let it evolve. Like, I wasn't concerned if they ran from me. You know. Like, <laughs> like I wasn't tripping on that. You know. Like, I'll have my my place and my time. You know. So just let it organically work out. But she was. What? Well, you know, I just want them to be connected. It's good. It's all right. We fine. And so, so that's the same thing that we was working through with my son. And for me, I would rather your life or anybody I'm in my relationships life be benefited, and then it, it cost me than me to be liked and convinced, and it cost them because that's not love. So you know, that's what, what she shared with you. Uh, this scripture I used in even in youth ministry, I say, okay, y'all might not like me, but as y'all get older, y'all gonna love me
2: mm-hmm.
1: because I'm giving you what's best for you at the expense of you liking me. You all know, right? If that makes sense?
0: Absolutely. And so, you know, give all of you and get all of them. That's good. Actually, you, you, you came up with that, so you want to spell that well, well, out?
1: Well, it's kind of what we were talking about at the beginning, like, you want all of the person, but you ain't giving all yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's counterproductive. You're reaping what you sow. Give all of you, you get all of them. Because when you hold back, even if you, don't, you believe you're hiding it or you're keeping it to yourself, it's picked up. Something's missing. A person may not know what's missing, mm-hmm. but something is missing. Okay, uh, the salespeople tell you this. Go into a sale and you got, your life depends on the sale. Even though you ain't telling a person your business, your sales pitch is because you're coming across desperate,
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: right? So, so the, you may not be hustling them, but they're going to feel like you're being hus- hustled because the way you've flown is something's missing mm-hmm. because you're not all into what you're doing because your, your circumstances is pulling on you,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? And that's creating a fear or a desperation. Same thing in a relationship. If you're like, well, I don't want this person to play me, get over on me, this, that, and the other, or, or you ain't going to do... It, it It shifts everything. So that's why you complete yourself even as a single before you go into a covenant. Because if you're complete as a single, you, you don't go in, you're going to fix me. You're going to change my whole dynamics. You're going in to give into the relationship as well. Mm-hmm. Not get, 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 get. So now... You, you, you're almost throwing a person off. I was watching something where, where, the person was so fearful they were controlling. And then, and then everything they did was, oh, did I mess up? Is that okay? No, no, you don't understand the reason why I did that. And the person's like, where's, what is all that coming from? Because you didn't come insecure, and so something's missing. You're not all in.
0: Yeah, I like that. Um, you said that um, because I was thinking about people have so many secrets. Mm. Like right now, you know, if there's somebody that you're, let's say a close friend or it could be a relative or whatever, um, is around you, just like what you said, if you've got some secret thoughts about the situation, about the person, they pick up something is wrong, something Mm -hmm. is quite not right. And you think that because it's in your head that they can't see. But it actually comes out in your actions. That's good. And so we, 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 we the enemy would just have us think, "Oh, well, only you and God knows what's going on." But your, your, your heart is 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 exposed once you. Uh, once,
2: when
1: you open your, you mouth, open your mouth, you reveal your heart.
0: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and and so you know, so really, y'all. I mean, when it's when it's all said and done, you ain't the boss of me. I mean, really, you tell you the person. I'm not saying that to you, even though I looked at you. But I'm saying, yes, you are. <laughs> sometimes I don't know where we get it from, but we're we're afraid. We're afraid to talk about something that 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 you think is going to hurt the other person, mm-hmm. and actually, it hurts more the more you hold it. It was best to go ahead and expose it because you'd be amazed. You ever uh, been in a situation and it was like, oh my God, this is going to be tragic. This is going to be so awful. And then you muster up enough faith to do it. And then it turns out to be like, oh man, that wasn't bad at all. And all this time I actually told and I, you know, every night I couldn't even sleep at nights for two weeks. And it wasn't that deep. Sometimes we make it deeper than what it really is. And so it's just best to go ahead and get it out there. Trust God that he has a plan to help the situation. But don't, don't be trying to uh, save face. Don't try to, uh, you know, uh, oh, here's, here's another one. Ignore. You know, sometimes we'll just ignore situation because we don't want to deal with it. Don't try to ignore, and so you know, it's just various reasons why people do that. But anyway, make sure that you give all of you. Um, so, since we're talking about uh, relationship, relationships, uh, it has to start with God. Our relationship with God, and Matthew's 22:37 says, um, "Jesus said unto him," um, and this was a Pharisee that actually was talking uh, to. Uh, Jesus, but he said, master, uh, which is the greater and most important commandment in the law? Uh, verse 37 says, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great or the most important commandment. Uh, Matthews 22, 39 says, and the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Um. You know, this, this right here is so important um, in terms of, uh, you know, having that viable relationship that God wants us to have with other people, first with him, but then secondly, with other people. And it's a commandment. I mean, he says, love, love him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. That's, that's your whole being. That's everything uh, uh, about you. Matthews 22:39 39 says, and the second, oh, well, I already said that, um, but we, we, we are patient with ourselves. We are mindful of our needs and desires. Um, we are quick to want to pass if we, I don't know what I was writing here. <laughs> I wrote down some things here. Uh, we are quick to want pa- to pass it pass it if we have done something wrong, but are we being what we want? Mm, Are we being what we want? That's that's good. Uh, So in other words, it's so easy to point out what other people are doing, but are we being what we want the other people to be? Uh, I remember us having conversations a lot when I would expect something from him. And he was like, wait a minute. You expected something from me? You ain't willing to give. And I ain't really think about it, to be honest with you. I was thinking about this is what I want, and I don't care what, you, what what's going on with you. I can only speak for myself. <laughs> I mean, that was my attitude. Like, if you got a problem, then you speak up.
1: Why are you back there saying Amen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so that, that was my thought is you, you know, if you got a problem, you speak up, you got a mouth. And, and so, uh, but he would always say that he said, you know, so why are you requesting? I'm saying, well, yeah, you got the same opportunity. You, you know, you just don't utilize what you, you know, you, that's between you and God. I ain't got nothing to do with that.
1: Put you in a situation you say, uh, Hey, if you could turn me up just a little bit, Marcus, uh, yeah. Could you turn me up just a little bit? Uh, it puts you in a situation where you'd be saying, well, why did I get that person to pass? You know, I should have, I should have, I should have, it's wrong, but I, man, I should have just, I, I should have got her. She'd get me. And God was like, well, you didn't, get, you didn't get her because that, it didn't bother you. So you can't just be getting her just because she got you. Yeah. That's childish.
0: And that's we wrong. we've done some childish things. I mean when You're we were when we were little little <laughs> that's it <laughs> like we were little. We, I mean we're seriously, it was like, 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 like five. Like I I'm lived just... I know I live with my, my five year old husband at times.
2: <laughs> that's true. Um,
0: but you know, if if we want to be served, are we serving? You know, if we want to be celebrated, are we celebrating? You know, I mean, just think about it. I mean, it's just those little things. Like, we don't really think about it. You know, it's like, what do you, uh, what, what, have you done for me lately? Yeah. No, it's, it's uh, just gimme, just gimme, gimme, gimme. It's just, well, you well, know.
2: Well,
1: well, let me offer this. Like, it's, and it's in every relationship. So, you know how you show up and you go, nobody talks to me, but you ain't talking to
0: nobody. Yeah, that's
1: good. So, so, there's been people in my life that said, well, you ain't called me. I was like, I know. So, so, I can't do this now. <clears throat> Because things are different, but back in the day, you know, you call somebody and if, you was on, if, if they were on the phone, you would get the uh, busy signal. And so when people would tell me, well, you haven't called me, I said, well, because your line was busy because you was calling me. But they weren't calling me. I said, so, 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 so I was like, you, you're, you're making a request. You know, so one person was like, well, you, you know, you don't come around, you don't do this and the other. I was like, so I haven't seen you. I don't understand. Like you, you, you have this expectation that you're not living out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes we don't think about nobody. Well, nobody, no, nobody celebrates my birthday. So how many birthdays are you celebrating? Mm-hmm. Something to think about. Yeah.
0: <laughs> One of the things <laughs> I always used to say is, "Well, I ain't hear my phone ringing off the hook." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. All right. Romans 12.1, uh, uh, This is Paul speaking. He said, "I beseech you." Basically, he said, I beg you, uh, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. That's the least you can do is what he's saying. So think about it. Presenting your body as a living sacrifice. It doesn't when you do that, you're not thinking about yourself at all. It's all about the other people. It's all about the effect that you have on other people. It's just all about other people. And sometimes we could be so uh, stingy that all we think about is ourselves. We don't think about other people. And, and 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 that's really one of the important things of having a good solid relationship is thinking outside yourself.
2: Mm.
0: It's, it's something <clears throat> that, it, you know, I think it's, it's definitely a lost art because people we're we're older, some of us are older, but we still had that stingy mentality as a child. Remember kids, it was hard for them to share, you know, and, and mama had to say, you know, well, give her a little piece. Well, now God is trying to get us to mm. have the mindset of sharing, you know, caring, sharing and caring. <laughs> um, and, 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 but sometimes we ignore uh, because of, of selfishness, we got to get out of ourselves and really start to think of other people and the effect that we have on other people.
1: <coughs> yeah, you know, so, so, you know, it's so interesting. You know, the scripture is talking about present yourself as a living sacrifice, mm-hmm. you know, and Pastor Mel talked about how we got to start thinking outside of ourselves. But well, that's maturity. Yeah. You know, that's First Corinthians 13. When I was a child, spake as a child, thought as a child. child, child, child. It's all about me. It's all about my needs. Don't, nobody this, nobody this. It's, you know, we find ourselves playing the victim mm-hmm. because it's more about I'm uncomfortable. Well, we're making people uncomfortable and then we don't realize it. You know, it was just we, we have to start thinking outside. We have to mature to think outside of ourselves. And I'll tell you this, when you master it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's a wonderful thing. Because when you master it, you live to give, but you also live in harvest. Like, like you don't just have this one harvest you're looking for. Your whole life is a harvest because you're always giving. Mm. So when you, when, when you master it, you re, you'll realize you don't really need what you was hoarding in the first place.
2: Mm.
1: When you don't have it down, what about me? What about my needs? Right? When you don't have it down, it's all about you. And so that means everybody around you will be all about them. People that uh, lead teams, people that manage teams, those are relationships, A lot of times when their life has been all about them, they see a reflection of a bunch of people around them that's all about them. And if we're honest with ourselves, we'll see a reflection of how we've dealt with other behaviors or in other situations. We've been uh, casual, complacent, and not diligent, not excellent, but we expect excellence. We expect people not to be casual. We expect people not to be complacent. But basically, they're they're just uh, pieces of of how we've been over the years. We're just seeing it all day. We're reaping, what Pastor Mel said earlier, we're reaping what we sow. You know, we're actually, and I tell people all the time I know people, you know, that's called to ministry. I said, now, you realize you're gonna have a bunch of you, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if, if you have an ulterior motive, if everything is about, yeah, I got my little special thing I wanna do. Uh, you're alienating people. Somebody looks like they rising you point out their negativity because you don't want the pastor to highlight that person so they can elevate because you think that they're going to take your spot. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? You have a bunch of people at your church just like that. Mm-hmm. All right? A bunch of people are part of your, your missions ministry, a part of your, your team, whatever you're doing, your business. Basically, the people that's working for, that will be working for you are the people that you are working for somebody else right now. It just, it just plays out that way. Mm-hmm. All right, so, so the Bible says this in Ephesians 5.21. It says, submit yourselves one to another. But I want to highlight this, in the fear of God. In the fear of God. So, so again, and Ephesians 5 leads into, uh, of course, covenants and marriages and stuff like that. But for relationships in general, you know, uh, Pastor Mel read earlier, Matthew 22, when it talked about hey, the second commandment is like unto it, you know, love one another. So it's hard to actually navigate to love one another, but it's hard to submit yourselves under one another in the fear of God. So it's not, so uh, she said it earlier, you ain't the boss of me, right? So it's not about the boss of you, it's about I can submit to you as you submit to God. Remove God, I don't think nobody in this building is submitting to anybody. If you do, you're submitting to somebody that's lording over you, not leading you, right? But but my wife, man, she loves me, she reverence, she submits, but she submits to me as I submit to God. Remove God? Pastor Mel ain't in you already know. She it ain't. would be
0: hard. It yeah. would be. <laughs> I okay, think I okay.
1: Still... You didn't really have to well, I'm just jump saying. in like that. Like... <laughs>
0: no, it would be hard for anybody really that, that that doesn't know the Lord. That's why, you know, you can't be unequally yoked with, with unbelievers, you know, because it that, that's hard. You're putting yourself in a position where you know, if, especially if you get married to someone like that, you know, that's that's tough. So yeah. you, you know, you, you, you finish the thought. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's just you know, you, you, you just want to. Um, uh, I don't know, I lost my train of thought. I was I was thinking about something you said earlier, and just got maybe it'll kick back and,
2: in.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, so 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 the reason why even when we do uh, premarital. Marital counseling, whatever we do on our questionnaire, we start off with, "Where are you with God?" Mm -hmm. So when people come in, and and then we tell them, "You're coming in to have pastors counsel you." So yes, uh, we have experience and this, that, and the other. You know, I I have all the conflict, conflict resolution training and the behavior modification and the crisis intervention. That's nice. But you come into a man and woman of God? Well, at least you should be. I mean, I'm not talking about somebody that professes to be. They should hear more than just what's on the surface. Mm-hmm. And so, so when, you, when you come, we have to start with, where are you with God? Mm-hmm. Because let's say we skip God and we get into the counseling. Well, well things are going to come up, mm-hmm. right? And as things come up, what are we going to play off of? Where are you with God? So we start with, where are you with God? And most struggling relationships whether it's uh, uh, family relationships, parent relationships, friendship relationships, uh, covenant relationships, pick a relationship, boss relationships, business relationships. Most struggling relationships have a God deficit. That's
2: true.
1: Most struggling relationships have a God deficit. And, ver- and, and, and the challenge is people don't look to, hmm, wait a minute, something's going on in this relationship. Let me see where our God deficit is. Normally, they just get caught up in wrestling through the the circumstances. Mm -hmm. You know, you meet somebody and you're probing them. Why don't we start with, where are you with God?
0: Mm -hmm. That's a good place.
1: Well, what we do is, well, they sound positive. You know, So, so we go in and we're infatuated. We'll get to that in a second. But, and we just, and we go, well, they said God just like you listen to certain songs mm-hmm. because you want to listen to the music and you go, well, they said God. <laughs> All, look, look, it was, it was another 60 songs <laughs> that was talking about everything else. Thank mm-hmm. you, thank you, thank you. But they, they mentioned God, they gave God a shout out. You know, we're just looking for or they, and we don't know what God they are talking about. That's
2: true. Because
1: some people are actually talking about sun gods and different things like that. I won't mention the group, I've mentioned them before. But, but, you know, but they said, God, you don't know what God, right? And so, or they said something, to, uh, 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 higher power. Well, which higher power? Mm-hmm. Because scripture talks about principalities and powers. That's what we wrestle against, right? And so, so again, that God's, that God deficiency is different. The Bible says, even, you know, when it tells the husband it says, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. But if I don't have a relationship with God, I don't even know what that means. Mm-hmm. So, so as a husband, I'm giving myself like Christ gave himself, which Pastor Mel talked about
2: earlier.
1: Mm. No, no, no. What Christ gave up was more than just an inconvenience and I got to be at church on Wednesday. Like he gave up his, his, his deity so we could live in power. Right? So we have to be willing to do that for the person that we love. You ever thought about that?
0: Yeah, I do. Uh, So really, the only way that this scripture can actually work in our lives, love your wife as Christ loved the church, is that you have to have a supernatural love beyond yourself to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And and so that would require you to tap into the supernatural power of God. Right. So it can't be just you read that scripture. Okay, I'm going to love my wife as Christ loved the church. You're going to fall short, you know, um, because there's so many needs of wife. And y'all wives out there. Y'all know we got needs. <laughs> you know, just a female, period. She's, she's delicate. She's a crystal. You know, she, she, uh, she, she's... Needy. Um, no. She, <laughs> 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 uh, but, but at any rate, we, we, you need a supernatural God to be able to get you, uh, to love your wife as Christ loved the church. There's no way you can do it in your own strength. No way possible. That's good. Um, so that's why having a vital relationship with God is most important right now.
1: And so, so just for our foundation today, we're going to, you know, my wife, uh, we were talking as we was meditating on this. She was like, um, When she saw the note on it starts with the relationship with God, she was like, you know, you know, a lot of people don't know what a relationship with God looks like. Yeah. So we was going to just give a little piece of what a relationship with God looks like, because, again, if it's going to start with a relationship with God, sometimes we think a relationship with God is, well, you know, I pray. I pray here and there, you know, um, you know, I go down to the mission and do good deeds. I'm a nice person. Um, I'm positive, you know, I, I make sure I say the most high or, or whatever. Um, but a relationship with God looks a little different than that. It's a relationship.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: See, so it's a relationship where you, you, you actually grow in your relationship with God. You get closer and closer with God. You get to a point where you know God and God knows you. Well, God already knows you, but you, you get to the point where you know God. So it starts with number one, worship. Worship is the first, you know, when you entering your relationship with God, you start, we should start our, our days off with worship, acknowledging God. It's a reverence. It's a reverence. It's, you're reverencing him for who he is as he draws you in his presence. You know, um, the people online should have the outline of this. Right? So, so we're reverencing him for who he is. And, and, you, know, and we, you know, you lift him up, you magnify him, you may... Uh, just acknowledge him for being Jehovah Jireh, our provider. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, El Shaddai, the multi-breasted one. Mm-hmm. Adonai, the almighty. You know, Jehovah Nisi. Yeah, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Sikonu. You know, he's our banner. He's our peace. He's our righteousness. You may honor him for being omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient. Everywhere, all-knowing and all-powerful. You may honor him for his love and his mercy in your life. But you're, 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 you're coming into the conversation. That's why the Lord's prayer is, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. It starts off with that model, starts off with worshiping God for who he is. Because you always hear me pray this, and sometimes, you know, depending on if you're new to being a Christian, be like, Why doesn't he always start to, with the same thing? Because I'm making sure I magnify God. Lord, we lift you up and we magnify you, we exalt you. Right? Because if we keep God in his proper position in our, in our sight, all other situations are grains of sand in comparison to God's ability to help us, deliver us, to, to heal us, to, to manifest things. But if, we, if we're magnifying the circumstances, if we come into prayer and we go, and this is happening, and this is happening, the circumstances to you could be bigger than God's ability to deliver you. And that is not the case. Does that make sense? And so, so, so worship is important. I just want to read this, just one of the scriptures um, The people in here, if you go uh, online, you'll get all the other scriptures. You'll get this, this whole outline of what we're about to talk about. Right? But I want to read uh, uh, Exodus 15, verses 11 through 13, just, just as a, uh, something to stimulate us. It says, who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods, who is like thee? Glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders. Thou stretchest out thy hand, the earth swallowed them. Thou in mercy hast led forth the people which thou hast redeemed, of course, to a son. Thou hast guided them in thy strength unto thy holy habitation. He, he's guided us back into his presence, into his holy habitation. He's used his strength to, he gives power to the faint them to them that have no might. He gives strength. And so, so this, this is a part of Moses' song. In the song, in their worship, they're acknowledging God for who he is. Think about it. Oh, listen. These people got a twisted God. I know who you are. And, and you think about how you feel if your kids or your employees or whatever, they, they come to you and, they, and they're acknowledging you, you know, Kenzie comes to you, man, dad, it wasn't for you. You do this, that, and the other. How do you feel? You are probably going to make it happen because they see you as making it happen, mm-hmm. right? So think about God. When you go, oh, I see the circumstance, God, but it ain't got nothing on you, right? This autom- he, he automatically moves. That's why when Jehoshaphat was worshiping, he sent ambushments. By the time they got to the battle, all they, had, they picked up jewelry. Mm-hmm. They went to fight, but the fight was over before they got there because they, they got on their face first. So that worship is important. You have anything about worship? I yeah, get I do. praise? do.
0: Uh, because worship actually uh, draws you into his presence, and you talked about that. But it also, um, it, it makes him big. So if you're talking about who he is, it makes him big in your life. In and, our eyes. In, in our eyes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, we just because he's already big. Well, he's already big, <laughs> but but we got to see him as that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Personally, we got to see that he's big. And so when you see a big God, then everything that you're dealing with becomes very small and minute, because why? We serve a big God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly, who, who also is, he specializes in the impossible. So when you magnify him, the scripture says, oh, magnify the Lord. Let us exalt his name together. When we magnify him, you think about a magnifying glass. What is that doing? It's making it bigger, Mm -hmm. you know, and and, and that's what worship is. You're worshiping, telling him how beautiful, how awesome he is. And I think uh, that's so vitally important.
1: So, so, so when you, you get up and you worship him, and of course you're praising him. Praise is appreciation for what he's done. Yes, that draws him to you. Mm-hmm. The worship draws you to him mm-hmm. in his presence. The praise draws him to you. The Bible says, "God inhabits the praises of Israel," or uh, it's really representing his people. Mm-hmm. He inhabits the praises, so that draws him to you, right? You know, so when we, uh, you know, hallelujah, glory and honor to you, you know, and when we're praising the Lord for all he's done in our life. And again, you know, uh, uh, some of this, you know, when we talk about praise and worship in the foundational classes, this is, uh, this is a, a uh, kind of a, a simplified version of that outline. But, we, but again, we talk about a relationship with God. So you start your day off with, you, you get up in the morning and you worship and you get on your face. Right then you're listening to him. So you always have a time where you're in quiet or you're in silence, you just sit and listen to him a few minutes or hours a day in complete natural silence. What you're doing at that particular time is you're practicing his presence. See, what happens is when you quiet yourself, Mm -hmm. you connect to what's already there. With all the noise and all your feelings and all the, the stuff running through your mind, God's always there, but you can't connect, you can't sense him. Right. So you have to train yourself to quiet yourself. You might start out with a few seconds, but I guarantee you, something's gonna come over you. If you're praying in the spirit or praying in tongues, praying in the natural, something, like you'll feel chills going up your body. So you have to practice his presence. Now, out there somewhere, I forgot when I did it, it was a whole teaching on His presence, but I just wanna give you that little piece this is where we quiet ourselves. We blank our minds. We train ourselves to connect to his presence and to hear his voice. We talked about this week Bible study fellowship, um, just how they, uh, uh, Jesus sent them to Jerusalem so they had to wait in Jerusalem, right, uh, then when they was on one accord. So, so when, he, when he told them, he didn't give a specific time. You know, not many days hence, ain't no specific time. So They don't know when, when he's coming. So, so, so it's similar to what we do when we get on our face. We're waiting on the Lord to actually tangibly touch us. Mm-hmm. He will tangibly touch you. I'm telling you, but you got to get out your head, you know, um, and that, that, so that's what you do when you're listening to him. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let me okay. just run through this that's and then fine. you can jump in. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And then the next thing you do is pray. So we got worship. We got listen to him and then pray. Now, of course, listening to him is a part of prayer, but the first part of waiting on him is you're quieting yourself. It's not, it's not conversation, this, that, and the other. You're, you just, you're, you're tapping into God is here, right? Once you tap into God is here, you, you're going into prayer, and now you're having an exchange. You're talking to God in your normal language with the reverence you have for him, so you ain't talking to God crazy, but it's a level of reverence. So you can, you can come before him boldly but you always have that tinge of reverence before God, right? Because it's God, right? Mm-hmm. right? And then um, you're stating your case and you're hearing his. So the scripture says, let us reason together. God says Isaiah 118, state your case, but you're also listening to his. Isaiah 118. So a lot of times what happens is all we're doing is stating our case. But well, why are you talking to God if you, want to, you don't want answers or you don't want to hear what he has to say, Right? And so, you know, you have the Lord's Prayer, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, uh, Matthew 6, 6 through 10. In prayer, you can, you can pray that prayer. That's not a bad prayer, but it's a model for prayer. It starts off with magnifying God, right? It talks, of, it talks, it talks about forgiving our debts and we forgive our debtors. Forgiving the, our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and glory forever. It ends with your desires, but it starts with magnifying God. You know, it's, uh, we give you a prayer motto, and it's God, it's, your, you know, your, your, your closest relationships, it's extended family and friends, right? Then it's your desire. We never present, even when we're doing the vision, we don't start with what we want. We start with making sure we're hearing from him, right? So, so, so prayer, and then try to find some time to read and study his word. Read and study his word. This is your daily bread. The Bible said, give us this day our daily bread, so we should every day be trying to get something from God. We can't eat on, on, on um, stale rhema. So God set it up where we come to him every day, not we came to him Monday and that's going to last us throughout the week. No, every day we should be getting some nourishment from God. And so read a few chapters daily uh, as applicable to your spiritual maturity. So you might start off with a chapter, you may start off, but always build on it. Every quarter, build on, um, on that. So I'm going to build on what you're going to read or study. So as you're reading, you may something may trigger you. Like you could be reading and you're like, Man, something about that scripture just hit me. Write that off to the side. That's what you're going to study later, right? Continue your reading, but always pull little different little notes that you can write down, and that's what you'll study. The Bible says give attendance to reading, right? In 1 Timothy 4, um, 13. And then it says meditate on the word day and night and do all that's written therein. Then show you make your way prosperous. Then show you have good success in Joshua 1.8. Right? So reading and studying his word. So we, got, we have worship. We have, we have quieting ourselves, listening to God. We have prayer. We have reading and studying his word. This is all our relationship with God. This is how we grow in God. Then we have gather in his house and stay in fellowship. Gather in his house and stay in fellowship. Who do you have a close relationship with? you never visit their house. And you're never in fellowship with them. You ain't in a close relationship with them. You're in a superficial relationship with them. And as soon as somebody says something wrong, you're gonna misunderstand because you don't really know the person. So you're gonna take what they're saying the wrong. You're gonna think they don't like you. You're gonna think every, every little mistake they're magnifying because you don't know them because you're not in fellowship with them. You're not gathering in a house together. You're not vulnerably opening up. So start a pattern of attending church to be in an atmosphere of faith to empower your faith. Remember, church is not just for what you can get, but what you can give. So a lot of times we show up and sizing up what we're going to get when you might have been sent there to change the entire church.
2: Mm, That's
1: good. We don't ever think about that. We go, this is missing. Well, the fact that you thought about it, you're probably the piece to make it happen. Right? So it's not just about what you can get, what you can get. So, of course, don't forsake the assemblies of yourselves. And the scripture says they to be planted in the house shall flourish in the courts. So that's our relationship with God. Like, again, we, and, and this is a part of what you do daily in growing in your relationship. And this is what you would do if you meet somebody. Mm-hmm. Right? Think about it. Oh, they're wonderful. Oh, they this, that, and the other. Oh, I just love when you do this. I love hearing your voice. You're talking at 4 o'clock in the morning. Like, I love the way you say this, that, and the other. You're, it's a form of, you, of adoration towards them. You're praising if they do something for you, right? Right? You're quiet, reflecting on the impact they had when you got whatever, the flowers. Or if you're in a relationship, man, and it wasn't for them, man, I could be, I could be destroyed. Man, what they they share with me, how they've been there for me, every relationship, man, if I didn't have a dad like that or a mom like that, whatever the case may be, man, as a boss, I could have lost my job if you hadn't taught me what you taught me. All these different things you're you're doing all the time, and you have to study that person. You have to listen to their words, and you got to study those words. You can't just take them on face value. You got to process, oh, so when you say this, this is what you meant. Oh, you really didn't have a full understanding of that, so let's get a full understanding, right? And then you gather together at their house, you break bread, you go eat or what have you, and you fellowship, right? This is how, all this starts with our relationship with God, and that should pour into all of our other relationships.
0: Yeah, that's good. Um, it, so ultimately, we just, the, the goal is to know him, to really know who he is. And, you know, uh, in, in Matthew's uh, 16, uh, Jesus was talking to the disciples and he said, whom do you say that I am? And I really believe that God is asking us the same question. Who do you say I am? Uh, you know, when we spend time uh, in the word with the Holy Spirit, he'll actually reveal who God is to us. He'll give us that answer personally. Um, and, and, and so I think it's, you know, mm. one of the things um, that distinguishes, because if you read in some of the chapters, it talks about, uh, who, uh, uh, it talks about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So vitally important. Cause you could be talking about the sun God. You could be talking about, you know, uh, uh, any other type of God, but it's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's good. Um, I think think that's vitally important, but the relationship, like you, you, you have to uh, spend time getting to know him and the only way, and oftentimes what do we say? I want to know the will of God for my life. I just want to know the will of God. Well, the will of God is in the word. The word is his will. And that's the only way you're going to find out the the will of God for your life is in the Word. That's it. Yeah. So you know you can't get around that. You know, as much as we don't like reading, you know, we can't get around His Word. His Word is His will.
1: And so, so foundationally, uh, this week up until Sunday, um, we're, we're hitting the foundation of relationships. Period. Every aspect of of, of whatever relationship you're in, but we're we're highlighting the relationship cost, Mm -hmm. the relationship cost. Relationships have a cost, right? And so you got to ask yourself, do you want a discount relationship or a clearance rack relationship? Hmm. I'll just repeat that. Do you want a discount relationship, even with God, with your spouse, with your friends, at your jobs, with your employees? Do you want a discount relationship or a clearance rack relationship? Basically, you get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. You get what you pay for in the relationship, and you get what you pay for when you're preparing for a relationship. Mm -hmm. So so think about it. A lot of times what you stumbled on was based on your investment of, of what you were doing in preparation for a relationship. So if you're casual before you even get into the relationship, you're getting what you paid for. You weren't prepared. You know, the uh, 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 John Maxwell said, a leader's ready when his time comes. So are we, are we investing in what we want? See, this is the interesting thing. I've told the story before, but I sat down before I knew about Virtuous Woman, Proverbs 31. I sat down. I said, God, man, I just want the perfect girl. And then I told you, God said to me, well, what's she going to get? And then he showed me a video of what that person was looking for scared the life out of me. I said, man, I ain't that guy. That's when I started getting heavy into the Word. It was all about me preparing for the wife that I knew was coming. It, I, now I, was, I, was, I started getting the Word. I studied and all that stuff. I, I was living for God, probably not like I do now, but when I got all in <laughs> in the Word was that conversation. Me knowing I'm trying to get ready for the next relationship. I didn't know. Uh, she was picking with me last night. She was like, yeah, you know, I had to make sure you was ready to handle me. <laughs> but keeping it real, God was making sure I was ready to handle whatever came. And that's the thing is, so some of you, some of you are looking for waiting on a relationship, but are you all in with God? But suppose the person you're looking for is all in with God. It's just going to be a bunch of arguments or they're going to get, they're not going to want to deal with your lack of excellence in your relationship with God. All right. So, 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 and this is the thing we were talking about infatuation or a lot of times we, we, we get engaged in relation. Think about the business uh, connection. Hey, you know what? We're going to get in business together. Why did you get in business with the person? Now you're not in business with them. Infatuation on the front end was a great conversation, but you didn't, you, you didn't, you weren't patient enough to vet and see, you didn't court the relationship enough to see if this person was gonna, through every storm, make the right moves. Mm-hmm. Seemed like a good idea at the time. So, so don't live in the wild, live in the work. Don't live in the wild. Every relationship starts out with infatuation, you know. See, see, see you have the, these different levels of love. You have eros. That eros or erotic, that satisfies us. You have phileo, that supports us. You know, you always want somebody, you know, brotherly love. They support me. But that agape is that is sacrifice sacrifices us. That agape is unconditional. So some of us are going into relationships with conditions. That's not no relationship the, the arrows, once the feeling goes away, you only want to be around a person. Mm-hmm. For real, like uh, the back in the day people, once y'all did whatever y'all did, be like, so, ooh, woo, time is really flying. <laughs> woo, man, it's getting late. Man, I think I got to go to work. You, you came up with something. Why? Because arrows don't do nothing for you once you've reached the point of uh, satisfaction, as I call it that. That's not what I was going to say, but, right. And then a the phileo, that the misunderstanding can creep in. It's that brotherly love. You got brothers and sisters, you got people you cool with, and be like, so what you trying to say? So what you trying to say? But agape is unconditional. Mm-hmm. Conditions don't change agape. And that's what you need going in. But well, we go in with conditions. Well, where you was at? You didn't call me at this particular time. You got conditions. You needy. And greedy. <laughs> I ain't say no names, right? So, 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 so we got. See, infatuation draws us in, but agape loves keeps us there, right? Mm-hmm. And and I have one last point, but mm-hmm. I, I want you to. Did you have a thought? Or...
0: Keep going, cause I think. yeah. Okay,
1: we're gonna end at this point. I'ma end at this point. Okay. And so this is this is this is. This, I was sharing this with somebody else. So you meet somebody, you infatuate, you feel good but you actually have a relationship with God, right? And, but you're growing in your relationship. This is the test of any relationship. Can they stay connected as you go deeper in God? Mm-hmm. That's, the re, that, that's the business partner, that's the team you wanna be on, that's the covenant relationship. Can they stay connected as you go deeper in God? If they can't stay connected, is that God? See, because the person you're supposed to be with, they're gonna go deeper in God with you. Right. Not fall off as you get deeper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not start to snap, say, you too holy, or it don't take all that. Something's wrong there. Mm-hmm. How can you you know you ain't getting enough of God? And the person saying it's too much. <laughs> you know, you you know good and well, you're like, man, I need to pray more. And the person's like, see, there you go, you're always doing God. Always. <laughs> too much taint enough you know what I'm saying so, so that's going to be your measure and your gauge and I'm going to let Pastor Mel if she have any thoughts about that while she's sharing her thoughts if, if, if you guys don't mind if I could have uh, the Suttons, can I, can I use you guys for a few minutes I know I didn't tell you this but I didn't know who was coming so can I use you? did you shake your head like this no, you so, ain't right, man. No, he's saying But, yeah. but, but I need you, I'll take this, these chairs right here. <laughs> and then I need uh, uh, Joe and Courtney to take these chairs over here while Pastor mouth talking. <laughs> uh, he, see, he ain't right, man. Because I was like, did he shake his head? <laughs> <laughs> James, man.
0: Good nuggets. You know, I, I really wish I got, I got a lot of this information when I was coming up and being single because I wouldn't have been in all these relationships that I was in. Um, but uh, what we're saying, y'all, it can really save your life. It really can. Uh, really take advantage of it because God doesn't want us to be uh, compromising and settling for less mm-hmm. than his best. And, you know, when you're a newbie in a relationship, that's really you cannot lie you cannot cheat you cannot uh, you know put a blind eye to a situation you got to be vigilant
3: that's right you got
0: to be vigilant what is this person thinking what is they what are they saying how are they living you know does it line up with what you're doing or is it taking you further away mm. like that's huge y'all it's huge don't don't think that well, I'm going to change the person and you're Two or three months into it, person's actually got worse. Now you've changed. You've been, you know, uh, conformed to their way.
1: Compromise your first love.
0: Yes, and so, you know, we got to really, really watch love. that. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> okay.
1: All right, so 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 we have, like, two different mm-hmm. uh, 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 perspectives here. So we have yeah, the, the, oh, yeah, the uh, courting... Wonderful couple over here, you know, just you know, <laughs> transitioning out of single, and then we have the veterans here that's been married for quite some time, and you hear this information, so each side is going to process it from a different angle. Mm. So because these are the these are the the veterans, you guys have been married how long now? These are this is James, and and Jeanette, Jeanette Sutton. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they did it intentional. One of them changed their name to Jay, so they would. <laughs> Both be JS, you know. So, so, but you know, uh, they've been. You guys been at the church now for two, two years. Two years. We was talking about it when he was driving I know. here. Was it two years? So, two years. so you're no longer new. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you've been to church for two years. You've been married for how long again? It'll
2: be 26 years on February 14th.
1: 26 years, mm-hmm. February 14th. But you gotta make sure you get the mic. Right? Yeah. All right. So, so you've been together 26 years. You hear it airs, relationship boot camp we're talking about, relationship with God and all that stuff. What what, what did you process through, if you could be vulnerable and transparent with us for a couple of minutes?
3: I'll let you start.
4: I have to start.
3: That's you the man. You the man. <laughs>
4: well, um, it's, it's, it's funny. When, when you look at uh, Ephesians uh, 5, I, I think that's one of the... Text you uh yes, brought up and it said, uh, submit yourselves one to another and fear of God. <laughs> I always skip that part. With the the, 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 fear,
2: the
1: fear of God, God. part? Yeah,
4: nah, this that whole verse. I went right to <laughs> wives submit yourselves unto your husband. <laughs> and that's what right. I went through for years, you know, until till I uh I, I grew in the word and understand that it. it it was a part before that. Uh-huh. And so what what um I, I learned, you know, even it reminds me today, uh, first, I never stopped dating my wife. I always said that no man's going to ever give my wife a rose and she feel romance. So that's repeat a that, fun. Repeat that. I said, another man will never give my wife a rose and she feel romance. So it's my responsibility to romance all the time. So, oh, uh, and, and thinking that way, if I do what I'm supposed to do, then... I, my expectations will be met because it'll, it'll be given freely. That's good. That's mm-hmm. awesome.
2: That's good.
1: That's pretty good.
3: He's such a romantic. Know, I don't know how you're gonna top the <laughs> <I don't> roles and <laughs> <in> romance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and
3: one thing that works for our relationship is that he is bring is a little closer, man. Oh, one thing that works in our relationship is that he is the romantic in the relationship. So we know each other very well and what roles that we play and enhanced, but pastors, as you were saying, what did I take away from the information tonight, and I wrote a lot of notes, Um, but I'm always learning, always learning. You can't ever think that you know enough, Uh and there are things even about James that I'm learning, like new things that pops up, Uh you know, (laughs) as as we're learning in God, as we're learning in God, you know, different things are, are, are being awakened. And so, you know, it, that's a new journey for us. Mm-hmm. And wow. it's, a little, it's a little scary, but it's exciting. And I just can't wait for, to see what God has for us as we go into our 50th anniversary. But um, never, <laughs> <laughs> I never, I never take one year at a time. <laughs> but um, just, you know, like I said, I wrote a lot of notes. But I think what I took away mostly is always willing to learn. But one of the things, too, Pastor, um, hold that for me. I want to make sure I get it right. Oh, wait a minute, honey. Um, where was it at? Because um, it was so many good things, so many good things. Um, one was, where are you with God? And I think that's a really good question to ask when we are in a disagreement. Like, where are we with God? Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really, really, yeah, that is was... There a God yeah, yes, the God deficit. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and do you want a, dis, a discount um, relationship? I thought that was really good.
4: <laughs> Top show.
3: <laughs> but I think no matter how many years you've been together, whether it's been you know one year or 26 years or 30 years, I think you always you have to be at a position to where when you're learning in God, you have to always be willing to um, to be open to to new possibilities in God, and be on that journey together and have great communication skills. That's,
1: That's good. good. That's,
3: That's good. That's real good. All right. Uh, soon to be soon to be um i th- i think that this was really great um in terms of just uh
1: I, y'all y'all the only one that's gonna use that mic so okay. so they can hear you a little clearer can they hear me now <laughs> yeah there you go, there you go. <laughs>
3: good um no i think it was really good in terms of uh just giving us some really good practical steps on how to just be uh all in like being committed is a daily decision mm-hmm. and so when i look at courtney whenever we have disagreements, or whenever we have times when we're at odds, I think it's really important to really understand first and foremost mm-hmm. that our commitment to God can't be greater than our commitment to each other. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that uh, was something that I really was processing through throughout this, this teaching. All right,
2: that's good. Mm-hmm.
5: That's what <laughs> <laughs> um, So for me, what really stood out to me was um, Whenever you were uh, reminding us of the scripture that says that you sow what you reap, um, and I thought that was—it uh, really made me think of how you know giving Joe is, but sometimes I'll be so quick to forget. You know, like I asked Joe to do something for me, but then the minute he asked me to do something for him, I'm like, I got to go all the way over there, and <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just laid down. I'm comfortable here, um, and you know, I forget. You know. It, you could build resentment and things like that in your partner, you know, whenever you are just in it just to get and get instead of remembering that you're there for each other. And, um, you know, if you want the type of relationship that you desire, you have to be the type of relationship you desire, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, like you guys were saying earlier, be what you want. Um, and so that that's what really stood out to me. And so I try to put that in practice a little bit more. Hopefully I'm doing better, but... <laughs> But yeah, that's what um, stood out for me.